Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 8th. Time is 1812. And joining me today is Big Daddy Prep. What's up, Al? Oh man, hey, a week of being away from these listeners. They killed me, man. I've been waiting to get back on here so much to talk to I know it's been it's been trying for me too. <laughs> it really has. I love I love hearing people's comments. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm happy to be back in front of the microphone, and happy Mother's Day to you, Al. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I've been called a mother more than once, I'll be honest with you, in my life. So. <laughs> but, I've been uh, I've been called a mother, too, but it usually has the F word after it. Yeah, yeah. but tell, <laughs> tell Mrs. Jester I said, I said happy Mother's Day, because uh, Mrs. Big Daddy, she's definitely had her Mother's Day today. Uh, she's been running around chasing grandkids all day. I told her, I said, you're going to need the next weekend to recuperate from this weekend. So, anyway. Oh, absolutely. And before we got, before we get into the episode, let me just go ahead and get this out of the way now. Guys, the email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Find me on TikTok at it's doomsdaypodcast 2.0. And find Al on TikTok at big underscore daddy underscore prep. Now, the topic of today's show inch bags inch is an acronym for i'm never coming home this is the bag of all bags and i know al you said you did your research on this i'm going to let you take the lead and then i'm just going to kind of jump in and then i'll let you know what i have okay well i want to take your everyday regular bag you have your bug out bag your everyday carry bag the bag that you've got that you just you know it's the normal things that you as a prepper you would have just just to help out you know make sure that you could get off the road or make sure you had a little something to eat if you think this completely blows that to pieces okay and those kind of bags you're talking about short-term help short-term surviving short-term yeah i got a little problem i need to handle it when you talk about the inch bag you're talking about the whole different world we're not talking about having a little bit of food in there to eat in case you're hungry we're talking about a way to actually obtain food like fishing hunting uh being able to uh catch small game uh things like that we're not talking about just making a cup full of water okay have a little water for survival we're talking about being able to get water obtain water make water to continue your life so this is this is like everything i always say it's like um an everyday bag on nitrous oxide it's 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 really it's really pumped up we'll put it that way oh absolutely and guys if you're in the if you're in the mindset okay i'm gonna make an inch bag that's your plan that's what you're gonna do Kind of take what you're doing with your 72-hour bags or your bug-out bags or your get-home bags and take it out 
just kind of morph your mentality a little bit. This bag is going to be your lifeline of survival. This isn't just to get you to your camp or just to get you home. This is what's in this bag is what you're going to potentially have for the rest of your life. That's what makes what goes in these bags so crucial to start with. This goes from not getting home bag. This is not your not, not your get home bag. This is your I'm going to make a home bag. Okay, you're, it, it, yeah. I, when I got the I, I guess I've been silently doing this over the years, building bags. But I just didn't realize that that's what I was doing. So anyway, I'm ready to go. So I um I found a lot of good articles online. And I'm not going to read word from word for these articles, but a good uh, article that I found was from secretsofsurvival.com. These guys had one of the best breakdowns for the inch bags. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and put their website in the description so you guys can go back and read this. But the way they break this down makes a lot of sense. And one thing that I think everybody takes out of consideration in a bug out bag with what you need in a uh Inch bag is extra clothing. You got to remember, you're going to be surviving four seasons out there, and you're going to need clothing that supports four seasons, right. right? So that's to me that was one of the biggest the biggest takeaways. A bug out bag, people pretty much are leaving the house. They may have a few extra pairs of clothes in their bag, like maybe extra underwear, maybe uh, a raincoat or a poncho, maybe a few pairs of socks, and then but when they leave the house, they're leaving for that season. So if it's wintertime, you're dressing warm while you're bugging out. Right. With the inch bags, you're potentially never coming back. So you need to have all four seasons. You need to have gear for all four seasons basically in there. Absolutely. Or inter- interchangeable items that will work like that. Yep. yep, you're right. Right. I went to a, a site called Bug Out Bag Builder. And uh, I'm not going to say they do it for you, but they certainly lay out a lot of things for you. And that's exactly what they were talking about, a duration of a week or more, okay? Most of your bug out bags are for a week or get home or whatever. This is taking it to the furthest kind of lines that you would have to go through, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one one big thing I think is going to be different in here is, with your bug out bag, you'd have something simple to make shelter. Maybe you'd have like a, a small tent in there or you'd have one of these hammock tents or you'd have uh, like a tarp. OK, with the inch bags, this is not going to be a temporary shelter situation. You're going to want to have something in there that's a little bit more heavy duty. OK, and have means to repair your shelter, whatever that means, whether you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to bring tools with me a hatchet, a collapsible uh, saw, and I'm going to, I'm going to fashion my own shelter. You know, if you're, if you're going to go that route, that means you got to have the tools. If you're going to go the route, well, I'm going to bring extra heavy duty tarps then. And that's going to, what I'm going to make my permanent shelter out of. You need to have a means to repair it, duct tape, um, have extra paracord laying around to secure things, et cetera, et cetera. And do understand your shelter. If you are living in the wilderness forever you're never coming back your shelter is going to continuously grow okay you're going to end up acquiring things in the wilderness you're going to end up building things and you're going to need a place to store things out of the weather fire would probably be in one of your main concerns keeping that dry right so your so your shelters are going to be forever growing so having the means to repair and tools to build these shelters are a big thing and remember tools are heavy so choose wisely 
Absolutely. You know, you can choose a lighter tool that does the same job, but people get in this thing where they get into brands. They get into uh, what's designer today. Lighter, heavy-duty lighter, effective tools are what you need to be thinking about. And, and it's all through. It's not just a tool as in a shovel. I'm talking about everything that's in your bag. You need to be thinking about lightweight, but yet very effective, something that's not going to tear up the first time. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, for the inch bags specifically, even though they're a little bit heavier depending on what they're made out of, I do recommend going waterproof with these bags. Yep. Okay. And the reason I say that is if it is a true inch bag, if it's your I'm never coming home bag, you don't know what your destination is going to be yet. You might have an area thought out of where you're going, but it might be a situation where things are so bad, you're continuously trying to escape and evade danger. So you might, you might be on the move constantly in the rain, in bad weather, and you don't want the image or you don't want the items in your bag to become wet because that would add weight and you, and water also damages things. So you don't want damage either. So if you are building an inch bag, I do recommend going waterproof. And if you don't have one that's waterproof, you need to find a way to waterproof it, which, you know, we can talk about that on another episode, but there are ways to, to waterproof things or to go back and to add waterproof to something that you already have that might be waterproof. We all know that things get rips and holes and tears in them. That happens. So, you know, but you definitely want a waterproof bag, no question about it. Absolutely. And just a quick suggestion for you guys, if, if if you're in a situation where, well, I already built my bag, I don't have a waterproof bag, I'm not going and buying a new bag, I'm not doing that, simply get a 55-gallon contractor bag and slap that sucker over it and it's going to be good enough to get you by. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. You know, so, and I mean, I'm thinking a lot of guys are going to have ponchos and some waterproofing materials already in their bags. I would assume so anyway. But I just, I just wanted to get that out there about the whole waterproof thing because there's a lot of options out there for bags. If you're getting ready to start, start with the waterproofing. Right. Well, Jester, people are going to ask why. Why would you need this compared to your everyday bag? And I'm, I'm going to give you just a few brief examples of the reason why. Uh, long-term catastrophic emergencies, house fire, tsunami, earthquake, hurricane, superstorm military strife now you say oh well the red cross is going to be there to help me how do you know uh what if it's a long-term catastrophic emergency and you're stranded somewhere and no one's coming to get you anytime soon what if it is military strife and you say military strife and you have to leave what if you are not what the military is wanting to help what if you are the enemy Okay, and you're going to be on the run. So there's lots of reasons why people build these inch bags, Um, hurricanes and earthquakes and things like that. It's sometimes days and weeks before people ever get any assistance. So this is not a willy nilly thing. This is not for your apocalypse. This is could be for anything. Okay, 
you might need this inch bag. This might be what saves your high-end in one day, saves your real life. So I just want to give a few things, you know, reasons why. Because people ask, why do I need better than my everyday bag? Well, because you might need it one day. Oh, absolutely. And if you guys, uh, one more one more website I did want to reference for you guys, too. Uh, if you're, again, if you're looking for a checklist of what to go in this bag, if you're looking for another guide of what to do, uh, survivalskillsguide.com also has a very good list of things to go in this bag. And we're going to pull apart some of this list. And uh, I'm also going to put the uh, link for their website in the description as well. Um, but some things that you may not think about, all right, that that need to go in these bags. And I know some of these are going to be kind of redundant with your, um, excuse me, with your regular bug out bag, but guys, timekeeping measures. Okay. Being able to keep time and, and for multiple purposes, you need to keep time, but having a good timekeeping device, having a good compass in there. Okay. Um, having good topo maps of your areas. Cause you're going to, I mean, these bags are heavy, right? Right. You're gonna you're gonna need the time when the sun's going down. If if you don't want to travel at night, you're gonna need to know uh, the topography of your area. That way, you're not lugging this bag up heavy hill or up steep hills all day with this heavy bag, right? These are a couple things to keep just to keep in mind. Fire making with these bags are essential, and not short term fire, guys. Long term fire. All right, think long term fire. I would rather see somebody have ten ferro rods in their bag than one or two bic lighters. Right. Okay. And when it comes to fire starters, it's obviously not a bad thing to have. Most fire starters are lightweight, but you are going to be out there forever. You know, if you have this bag, that's your goal is to be out there forever. So you will end up having a pile of tinder in your shelter. You'll be able to keep the fire going um, while you're out there. But fire making is definitely key and essential to having these. Um, Good sleeping items, guys, a good sleep pad, a good sleeping bag. If if you're never coming home, you're going to get want to get a good night's sleep while you're out there, right? So that's that's a big, big deal, okay? Also, um, cooking in utensils, it's going to be hard for you to fashion a pot in the middle of the woods. It's going to be hard for you to make a spatula in the middle of the woods, right? Right. So obviously bringing some utensils with you to make cooking and eating a little bit easier, okay? Uh one big thing is hunting and fishing, okay? You got to think of the extent you're going to be out there forever. If you say to yourself, well, I'm just going to take a 22 with me and I'm going to take five or 600 rounds with me, you got to remember you're never coming back. That's going to be a temporary solution. Doing different things, um, you know, having a recurve bow, being able to fashion, fashion your own arrows, being able to make your own arrowheads, things to make cordage out of are going to prove to be more beneficial in the long run. Right. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. On the list that I have is pretty much exactly what you said. It was, you know, water, food, clothing, tents, tarps, stove. Uh, this one here lists table chairs, and but we're not talking about your normal dining room table chairs. We are talking about something to sit on. You can fashion something to sit on, but you have to have something to fashion it with. Okay. Also, good sleeping gear, batteries, lights, some tools small tools to do things you might need to repair or do something that involves the tools and lots of cordage. Those are just several items that I, I thought was in here that I thought were very significant to this. 
Oh, absolutely. And uh, a couple more things I'd like to put out there too is, guys, if this is your never, if this is your bag, you're never coming home. All right. Having a good seed bank in that bag is also going to be good. Absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna need food, right? You're not gonna be able to take enough MREs with you. So having um, good seeds are a big deal. I would recommend having root vegetables primarily, potatoes, uh, carrots, things like this. The reason why I say that is, is they're less likely to get eaten by other critters out there that are in the woods. And you're obviously not going to be bringing pesticides with you. So root vegetables are better protected against bugs and different things that may eat up, you know, things like tomatoes and whatnot. Right. A lot of people ask questions about, you know, doing these things and what, what you know, what goes in one of these bags. So as you go to break this whole thing down, we talk about shelter. And the reason why we talk about shelter is because the human mind is what you're dealing with here, not just the physicality of your person. It's also mental, too. You have to keep a good mental outlook on things to continue to be in proper shape to do things in a bad situation like this. In other words, what I'm trying to say is your mental outlook is as much as your physical outlook is, okay? You can be physically in great shape and mentally break down because something, some situation breaks you down and you'll be totally useless. It's just like having a physical breakdown but being mentally strong. You know, you have some of the things we're talking about here aren't just luxury items. They're also so that you have a sense of being, okay? When we talk about shelters, a shelter is maybe one or more tents, a tarp, uh, telescoping tarp tents, things like that, to be able to build a decent shelter so you are dry at nighttime, so you are warm in the nighttime, so you're not rained on whenever the storm comes. These are all psychological things that keep you going. I mean, it's not just the physical part. Absolutely, I agree 100%. Something I'd like to throw out there too, Al, um, that I didn't really see in any of these lists, maybe they are and I just glanced over it and missed it, Guys, you need to have a way of record keeping, right? Having uh, notebooks with you and pencils or pens are going to be, it's that's going to be a big thing to your advantage, okay? Maybe you need to write something down so you don't forget it. Right. Maybe you learned an area of the wilderness you go to is bad for you to go to. There was poison ivy there. You write it down. Right. Maybe you just need to keep a daily diary to keep your sanity, right? So there's there's plenty of reasons to have that. They sell a thing. I see it at the co-ops all the time here in Arkansas. They sell a, it's a paper and a pencil. It's called waterproof paper, waterproof pencil. It's not waterproof, but it is very deterrent from the water. You can actually get this. Farmers use it because they put them in their shirt pockets. You know, farmers are always wet and sweaty. and this. Other. It's a small pad of paper with a pencil, and it, once you write on it, it doesn't come off, and water will not deteriorate it. That's something you look in. They're very cheap. They're like three bucks for a pad. It's a small pad. You could get 10 of them and not take up very much room in your bag. But that way you could keep notes. And being out there in that kind of situation wouldn't break it down. So look at that. Look at waterproof paper. Look at waterproof pencils. It's not like a high-tech thing. It's They sell them in every co-op in the South that I know of. And as a matter of fact, I'll get one and I'll reference it and, and get the information. I'll do a TikTok on it the next day or two when I pick one up. But... It's a, it would be a very important thing if you're going to keep records. So I, I do have a couple of those. They actually sell them at like Home Depot and Lowe's too. Like mm -hmm. a lot of hardware stores do have them. Yep. 
Um, so they are they are readily available. They are they are pretty easy to get your hands on. And and how I was saying to get one and because of the elements, I mean that's a great idea. You know, if you're out, you don't want to not be able to write something down because it's raining outside. Right. You know, if you need to take a note, you need to take that note. Weather be damned. Right. You might need to keep a note on. You know, if you get if you get cut by something, you might want to make a note of what day it was. Whether it's healed up, well, it's been eight days and it still hasn't healed up. Well, you know, I may have an infection. Maybe I do this. You know, just things like that 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 could be life changing. You know, I went here on this day and this was going on. To the you know, those little records can can definitely help you in the long run if you're out there for a long period of time. You know, also uh, when you planted your seeds. Right. If you know they're supposed to come up within a certain day, you know, being able to date and honestly too, being able to date when you got out into the wilderness and how long you have been surviving for, you know, out there, things like that as well. Um, people that you met. Right. That, yeah, that could be a thing too. But uh, one other thing I wanted to throw out there. So when you're, when you're building these inch bags, if you got family, they're going with you. Okay. That's something else you need to think about. Guys, these bags are going to be heavy. There's going to be a lot of items in these bags, okay? If you're bugging out with multiple people and you're saying, hey, I'm going to take my whole family with me and none of them are coming back, you got to, like, think about what that entails, even the gross side of this, okay? Say say you have um, – first off, your kids are going to be continuously growing, all right? So – Extra clothing is obviously going to be a great big issue for you, okay? Because you don't know how tall your kids are going to end up being. You don't know how skinny they're going to end up being. You don't know. So clothing's a big gamble, all right? My suggestion is to to have things that are potentially bigger than what you need instead of being smaller. You can always roll the bottom of your kids' pants up so they're not dragging in the dirt, okay? You can't unravel them if they're too short, okay? So... Getting things that are a little bit bigger to put in there is a big deal. And, guys, you got to think about um, – okay, we're going to go down a little bit of a disgusting road for a second. Uh, but you got to think if, if there's women in your group, they could be menstruating, okay? It's going to happen. So it's going to happen. So gonna having happen things like – yeah. <laughs> so having things like the menstrual cups, things of that nature are going to be good, um, especially if you have a daughter – and she she hasn't hit that cycle yet, you know, do bear in mind that, I, I mean, I'm not a female, I've never been through this, but I've heard stories where, um, you know, where girls weren't fully made aware of what this was, and then it happens, and then they freak out. Um, so definitely, yeah, cross that, cross that bridge, maybe explain what that is before you get put into that bad circumstance out in the middle of the woods, and somebody thinks they're bleeding to death. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right about that. Just for another right, we're topic gonna... of that is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you go ahead and... Oh, I was going to say, no, I'm done. I was going to say, let's move on from that. <laughs> okay. Cookware. And we're not talking about your everyday. Um, I ain't, I've got a couple of regs already wise here and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, that's how I'm eating. Okay. That's an excellent idea. I, I'm not knocking ready wise any way, shape or form. Believe me, I'm not, but you're going to have to look at long-term cooking options and just heating up some hot water for a a dehydrated meal it, it's a okay it's a good idea for short term it can be for long term if you have enough of it but still yet you're talking about never coming home so you're going to have to have options to cook 
on the trail as things go on. So you're going to have to look at a cooking stove and what fuels that cooking stove. If it's gas or if it's uh, if you're using uh, a wood or whatever, charcoal is going to run out, gas is going to run out, wood's always available. So some kind of a cooking stove, a cooking method, whether it's just grates and you're building a fire and you've got some uh, blocks to hold it up, those are too heavy. So you're going to have to you're going to have to figure out ahead of time what your cooking stove and cooking method is going to be. Also, cookware and campware. That includes, you know, a, a plate, a bowl, a cup, uh, some utensils, whether i.e. a spoon, fork, knife, whatever it might be. Now, depending on how many people you have, that just increases how much of this you have to have. But you need to look at something like a uh, pots and pans and things like this. This is I made a couple of videos in the past, and it gets into the great question of cast iron lasts forever. Cast iron is heavy, okay? There's a lot lighter uh, cookware out there. They're lighter weight. They may not last as long, but they're a lot lighter to carry on the trail. So these are things you don't think about the last second before you take off. You need to be thinking about these things ahead of time. So your preference in what kind of cooking ware, cooking source, uh, that you're going to use. Let me tell you straight, you're probably not going to get it right the first time. So try it. Go out and actually use that source. Go out and try to build a fire and try to cook on it, boil some water on it, bake some biscuits on it. And if it's not the right one, scrap that idea and find another one that's going to be good for your inch bag because your inch bag is not about two or three days cooking. It's about two or three years cooking. And there's a whole lot of difference. You're going to want a hot meal, I assure you. All the berries and all the daggone wild onions in the world ain't going to make up for some good meat and something warm in your belly. So. Oh, ab absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, in you know, a lot of the stuff I've purchased over the years as far as camping cookware and stuff has typically been like aluminum stuff. Um, and, I mean, although it, it's made cheap and it's made kind of – junkie i i think i'd rather have two or three aluminum mess kits with me than one heavy cast iron pan right but you've got people that argue the other fight too believe me i, I know right. I, I got all the haters believe me <laughs> <laughs> no but it is it is very crucial with the cookware side of this because you got to think about it you may not just be cooking you might have to boil excessive amounts of water you're going to need a way to store that uh clean water Right. And the more people that you're bugging out with or the more people that you're building this inch bag around, the more you're going to have to provide for. Absolutely. So you might need 10 gallons of freshwater storage a day. Right. And think about how many containers that is and how big that's going to be. There's a lot more to this than what people think there is. I mean, this takes thought. This is a I'll be honest with you, Jester. I think we could. We'll probably only spend one episode doing this, but you could spend two on this because there are a lot of things that people aren't thinking about. They're only thinking about the short term. When you start thinking about the long term, you have to think about weight, durability, um, how awkward is it to carry, okay? Some things are very awkward to carry. Uh, you talk about a camp stove. Have you ever carried a camp stove? Yeah. Even the kinds that they put together in the field are either flimsy or they're extremely bulky to carry. So 
you really need to give it a lot of consideration, folks. This isn't a willy-nilly idea. Just the first thing that pops up on clearance at Walmart is not necessarily the right idea. Absolutely. And you guys have to understand, we've all gotten out of, like, self-sufficient mentality, right? You know, our our forefathers lived in, in basically shit circumstances, right? I mean, everything was wood heat. There wasn't any electricity. They they everything was a struggle. Everything took daily effort. We live in a very cushy, comfortable society right now. You need something. You run to the store. If this pair of clothes doesn't fit right, you change out, throw something else on. When your clothes are dirty, you throw them in the washing machine. This is this is going if you end up in this circumstance to where you're planning on living in the woods forever, your mentality on things is going to change very, very quickly. And everything that you have in this bag is going to be your lifeline. And and understand, you're not calling out for an Uber Eats, okay? Uber Eats is out of your mindset at this point. Whatever you catch, you cultivate, you find and harvest is what you're eating, okay? Nobody's coming to bring you. You're not calling out for Domino's, okay? It just ain't happening. So, okay, get that mentality. And I'll tell you what. Right. And I'll tell you what, another thing is, is if you guys are actually considering, you know, considering building one of these inch bags or you already have built one, you need to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I know how to forage? Do I know how to hunt? Do I know how to trap? Do I know how to fish? This will be your grocery store. There is no running down to the local supermarket anymore with these bags. So you need to have stuff in there that supports this as well. You know, having good knives in there for cleaning and skinning and processing meats you know for fish and game and then also the idea of if you have traps you better have a way to maintain those because if they rush shut you're not getting food anymore right so there's a lot of things to factor in with this you know having the skills to know how to render animal fat to make lubricants things like this there's a ton of factors that go into these bags guys there's a ton ton of things that people just aren't thinking about i mean this is being in the woods forever not coming out. That's the purpose of these bags. And I'll tell you, animal traps is something I would thought about a minute ago, and then you brought it up because a lot of people don't know that much about trapping and things like that. But animal traps are going to provide you a very large amount of your protein. It's not going to be that you're just out there killing this uh, great big giant grizzly bear, and I've got to figure out what I'm going to do with all it. No, you're, most of your small game is going to be what you're going to be there's only so much game in the woods also. So a lot of small games can be what you're going to be catching. And, and if you're a really good shot and you're a really good trapper, that's, that's, it's all right. But you're going to be very sparing when it comes to the protein folks. It's not, you're not going to be having these full course meals every night of, Oh, well, I've had seven squirrels and uh, you know, <laughs> a whole bloody of wild mushrooms. No, that that's, that's not reality. So carrying some traps with you would be an excellent idea. A fishing net, uh, actual throw net, a cast net, things like that. Absolutely. And I, you know, the reason why I like traps so much, and I'm not just talking about for wildlife, I'm talking for fish too, is they require very little effort. Okay. Once these traps are set, you know, you're, you're not burning up calories like you would be dragging back a deer and processing it or dragging back a bear and processing it. Right. So, you're not, I mean, 
I'm not going to say that food is going to come easier to you utilizing traps, but what I will say is you're going to expend less calories with the traps. Okay. That's what I would say. Absolutely. Um, the next thing that I had on the list that comes up here and I'm kind of following with is uh, base camp, your base camp, because you might set up a base camp for a day or so or a night. You may set up a base camp for six weeks someplace, depending on the resources, the things that you have there, the advantages that you have compared to the disadvantages. Is it plentiful for firewood and, and, and food and things like that? But at that base camp, there are certain things that you're going to have to have. And it lists out here, chair and table. Well, you can sit on the ground. You can sit on the ground. You can take yourself a hammock with you, someplace to lay down and to sleep, and that's an excellent idea. I keep two or three different kinds of those. But if there's a way that you can take a small foldable, it doesn't have to be huge, a small foldable table, a small foldable chair with you, somewhere that you can actually sit down and relax your feet and your legs by the end of the day, is it's a good thing. Also, a hammock, just like I mentioned, it was that excellent list, a hammock, a place to rest, to get off your feet. Sleeping bag, a place that's warm, to stay warm in, but one that you can take layers out of, you know, add layers into. Now, anybody can go down and buy the regular old big box store, so many degree bag, and you can get those all day long. But an actual good sleeping bag that fits several seasons, they're not cheap. Um, if you're going to be building one of these inch bags, you're going to be spending some money. I advise you to get something that's an all-weather, all-year type of sleeping bag. And understand, when you're talking about a sleeping bag, you say all-weather. Well, summertime, I wouldn't have to be in one. You try not being in one in some areas. I assure you, you will get in that bag and sweat in that bag as opposed to being eaten up by every mosquito and insect there is, okay? <laughs> so these are things you have to think about. And also they had on here toilet paper, vacuum-sealed toilet paper, because everybody is going to have to go. Okay, so that's part of the base camp part right there that I, I brought up. Well, you're definitely, I mean, you're definitely going to run out of toilet paper if you're never yes. coming back. <laughs> yes, you're not going to be able to take a lifetime's worth with you. Uh, I'm glad you touched on the bug thing because mosquito nets, guys, that's going to be one of your best friends is something to have in these bags. Um, and Al brought up, the, brought up the hammock. That's something I was going to bring up as well. The hammocks are crucial. Not just for the idea of having like a nice, comfortable place to relax while you're out in the woods, but also keeping stuff up off the ground. OK, bringing a couple hammocks with you and putting them from tree to tree to be able to keep stuff up, up off the ground and covering it with something waterproof to keep your gear from getting wet or to help keep things dry that you don't want to get wet. That's going to be a big deal for you. OK. There's a lot of reasons why. The things, the reason we're telling you these things are because these are things that people aren't thinking about while they're building these inch bags. Right. Right. And it's, it's very, you got to heed these warnings if you're going to do this. If you don't, you're going to be wishing you had. Oh, I remember one time I should have heeded what Jester said about so-and-so. Al said something <laughs> about this. Yeah, it's going to happen. Another section is power and lighting. Now, you say power and lighting. Oh, my God, I'm on the run. I mean, you still have to have light. I don't know. Light by fire is great. I'll be honest with you. I've tried reading by fire. 
and it's not what's crap, folks. Okay, so you're going to have to have light. Not everywhere is just bright and shiny. There are some thickets of forest that are so dark during the daytime you can barely see. There are caves. There are places that you might have to get into, whether it be day or night. That's going to be dark. Flashlights are not always your best friend. Okay, they require batteries. So when it comes to portable lighting system and area and personal lighting, choose something. You can choose battery power. I'm not opposed to battery power, but they sell lights like at Harbor Freight and places like that that are area lights or LED area lights. Okay, now they charge up during the daytime with the sun. You're in the sun most of the time. They charge up and they can be used for short periods of time at nighttime, and they can also be used as a warning light because they use motion. This is something that's a very valuable tool, and they don't cost that much. So check into a lighting source that you can use at nighttime or dark, dark time that you can charge up during the sunlight and let the sunlight be your, your natural battery. You know what I mean? Let it do the work for you. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just you're going to be taking electronics with you more than likely comms, things like that, guys. Solar-powered battery banks are going to be very good to have in these, right? Just having a way to be able to power up a radio or having your weather radios with you, things like this, you know, the little hand crank emergency deals. And having that radio just even as something to do is going to help bring you peace of mind. Just you got to remember, you're going to be going crazy out there. When you don't have your luxuries at home, you can't flip on the TV, you can't get on your phone and pick a song off Spotify, things like this, you're going to start to lose it a little bit, right? right. So right. any little thing that can kind of tweak your brain to peak, to kind of peak your interest in a different direction, other than how bad your current situation sucks, is going to be beneficial. I agree wholeheartedly. And that was one thing I didn't see in any of these lists, really. And again, unless I skimmed over, it was morale boosters, guys. You're going to have don't, to have them. Yeah, don't forget happiness. And one more thing I'd like to put on this put on this list as well is, guys, medical supplies. We, uh, we talk about medical supplies a lot. Just understand if you're never coming home, there may be medications you're going to need to have and preventative measures too, you know, tourniquets, bleed stop, insect bite kits a ton of Benadryl, like these are things you're going to want to have in there. Right. Right. Uh, just like I have a few things here, like survival gear and tools, uh, paracord, Gorilla Tape. Okay. <laughs> you don't know how valuable it is till you really need it. Gorilla Tape. Uh, some clothes pins. Clothes pins, multiple uses for it to seal up food. Uh, to hang your clothes up to dry because you're going to have to wash your hind end and your clothes, folks. It's a it's part of life. Also, like a multi-purpose axe and or a machete. Something to do small cutting, not just chopping for wood, just some small jobs. Even dispatching and cleaning animals, it happens, okay? Uh, maybe something to sharpen it with, like a basic sharpener. Something you can sharpen your axe with, like a file. Something you can sharpen your knives with. Once they get dull, they're just eating instruments. They're, they're no good unless you can resharpen them. And some kind of entrenching, digging type tool. And they, there's a million different kinds made. The military made some of the finest. The small little shovels that work as a shovel, a pickaxe. So, you know, they have a million different uses. 
these things are things that you have to be comfortable with. You have to be able to find in your area. But you're going to need these things with you. If it comes for nothing else, but I've got to dig out a hole to put my fire in so it's not so much of a profile at nighttime. I, I need to clear this little area here so I can give myself a, a nice bed. I don't want to be bedded on top of all this here than yonder. I want to be right on the ground. These are things that we're telling you that you need to have because this bag's not going to just be willy-nilly like your small little backpack you send your kid off to school with. This is going to have some real stuff in it. But remember, you're not coming home. So everything that you do, you're going to have to do on your own. You're going to have to scavenge and find resources out there. And you might actually run up on something that is better than what you have. So that comes the whole thing of assessment is, do you want to keep what you have or do you want to move on to the new thing that you found? But you have to weigh, wait how hard is it to carry? These are all things that factor into these bags. You know, you, you can't carry, a normal person can't carry 400 pounds. And if you'll let a lot of the ladies pack these bags, you'll have everything under the sun, the hair dryer, the whole nine yards, but you can't feasibly carry this. So, kind of have to think. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Oh, absolutely. And that's something I was going to bring up too, guys, is this is something that really can't be taught. But resourcefulness, how Al said, you might find something better than what you had. He's absolutely right. You might end up stumbling across a few things out in the wilderness, or you might end up, you know, going through an urban area and you might pick up a few things along the way. Okay. Scavenging and scavenging in an urban environment and being resourceful. It's going to, going to help you survive. And I know that's not something you could really teach, but Another thing to put in these bags, guys, and this is the last thing I got for them that I'd like to point out is books. Books on survival, a lot of books, books on foraging. Books will be your best friend. I know they're going to be heavy. And if you say to yourself, Jester, I don't want to carry these books, for the love of God, print out a couple items you may need as far as foraging stuff goes, survival tactics go, and um, laminate them so they're waterproof and throw them in your throw them in that bag, right? You know, at, at least at least something that would be good would be a pamphlet or something on identifying harmful plant life to eat, like the stuff you don't want to eat, the stuff that's poisonous. OK, just that might make all the difference for you. So that's it. That's all I got, Al. You got anything extra you want to throw in on this one? Yeah, I got one more thing. I, I think you should <laughs> okay. take a few a few documents that are you, maybe your identification, certificates, things, whatever means something to you. Take that with you. Keep that with you because those are things that give you a mental boost when you see, oh, yeah, you know, you know here, here, this is who I am. You don't want to forget who you are. And then if something happens and somebody runs upon you, they want to know. Somebody's going to need to know who you are, okay? But also – you can always ditch those things if you don't want somebody to know who you are. 
but maybe pictures of your family, maybe things like that that are important to you that you need to have those memories, you know? I would give a lot for a picture of somebody if I had been gone for a long period of time. So think about those things. Those are morale boosters. Those keep you alive because they keep your mind in the right places. So that's all I got. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I mean, that's it. That's Inchbags. If you guys want to know more, check out these websites I threw out there. They're in the description. Um, it's going to be secretsofsurvival.com and uh, survival skills, uh, survivalskills.com. I'm going to put both the uh, websites in the description for you guys so you can go back and you can check them out later. Um, but that's it. We'll be back next week with another episode. And once again, guys, follow us on TikTok. You could follow Al, big underscore daddy underscore prep. You could follow me at, at its doomsday podcast 2.0. And the email, it's doomsday podcast at gmail.com. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Yes, sir. action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.